Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, now! away Garrett Wilson Wilson a big play downfield Wilson still going along the sideline he's not going to go down Allen tripped up he could not get past Jermaine Johnson oh look at the speed of Brees Hall he's done it again Brees lightning 62 yards for the touchdown Rodgers in trouble again and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams what a beast number 95 for the Jets listen this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time for midweek news and notes. And so for that, we bring in our friend who's the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, I hope you are feeling a little bit better. We were talking yesterday. You were under the weather. And I told you you should get some NyQuil, but you are very hesitant to use it. I'm telling you, man, if you want to get some sleep, that's the way to go. I know. I just, I'm, I'm such a, a baby when it comes to any medication. I feel like I'll... I'll end up on my own like permanent darkness retreat. <laughs> you and Aaron Rodgers on a darkness retreat together would be a hell of a reality show. Although, unfortunately, it looks like you missed your window, Nick, because according to Diana Rossini of ESPN, Aaron Rodgers is now officially back from his darkness retreat. He came back at some time on Wednesday Pacific time. So even the timeline was misreported by a whole bunch of people. I feel like Rogers puts his own misinformation out there just to screw with people, which in one sense I think is hilarious. In the other sense, as a Jets fan, it's getting on my nerves. So you have those mixed emotions when it comes to that. But now everybody's kind of waiting to see what happens. According to Diana Rossini, a meeting is going to happen between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers where they will discuss his future, at which point he will be the first domino to fall, and then we'll see what happens with Derek Carr, who we'll get into in a little bit. But what's interesting here with Rodgers is that we've seen all these reports for the last couple of weeks, including the bombshell from Bob McGinn and Tyler Dunn over at GoLongTD.com. And if you'll recall, it was just a couple of days ago that Tyler Dunn appeared on the show 
talking about everything happening with Rodgers, their reporting, and what he's learned about Jordan Love. And what Tyler Dunn said is that the Packers want to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They've been planning to move on from him since about the midway point of last season when they realized that Jordan Love had reached a certain level that they were hoping he would get to, and they are now confident that he can be the guy going forward. What Tyler said, and I find this hard to believe, but this is what he said, is that if Aaron Rodgers tells the Packers he wants to stay, they will tell him he will be number two on the depth chart behind Jordan Love, which of course would be their way of saying you need to go because they want to go with Jordan Love. However, after we heard all of that reporting over the last few weeks and what Tyler Dunn was saying... The Packers started leaking information to other reporters at ESPN and, of course, Jeff Darlington over at NFL Network. And what they've been saying is that everything has been overblown about a possible Rodgers trade. The Packers want to keep him and they expect him to be back next season. A high level source telling Jeff Darlington that. So what this feels like to me, Nick is that the Packers realize that over the last few weeks, they have really laid it on thick about wanting to move on from Rodgers and realize this is going to hurt their leverage. And so what they're doing now is putting out reports that they actually really want Rodgers back, trying to make it seem like there's a scenario where they would keep him and that way they can try and drive the leverage back up. I could be wrong. It could indeed be the case that what we're hearing through Jeff Darlington and other reporters right now that the Packers want Rodgers back and expect Rodgers back is true. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, we can go back to Sting in WCW circa 1996 when he did that angle where he was the crow for a year and a half and didn't speak. The last words he said before he went into his year and a half silence was, the only thing that's for sure is nothing's for sure. And I feel like with Aaron Rodgers, that's pretty much where we're at right now. Nothing's for sure. Yeah, it's well said. And, and the interview you did with, with Tyler was awesome. It's why you the best Jets blog, podcast, any content out there. No one <laughs> no one beats you. So credit to you. Thank but, you, Nick. Um, no problem. Feeling uh, feeling generous today. So. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's a good point. So Rodgers with the whole McAfee thing where he basically shit on every – reporter insider saying you're not in my inner circle you don't know so what we can take is everybody who's getting information is getting it from the packer side and it depends on who you're speaking to in the building you know bob mcginnis tyler like the, the, the guys who said that they're they're done with rogers might be getting it from a coach or might be getting it from the gm and and others are getting it from the other side so what we do know from rogers is what he's told us on mcafee one is uh, a few weeks ago, he said he hadn't sp- spoken to his agent since the day after the season ended. And then uh, the, the latest time he was on McAfee, he said he had just spoke to his agent for the first time. So uh, wheels are in motion there. Make of, make of that what you will. And the other thing, what he said was, and the most interesting part I took out of a few episodes ago, was <clears throat> he was he seemed to be upset saying, it seems like the Packers are having discussions about me without me, right? So... He seemed to have been pissed about that. So it leads me to believe there's some frustration. I think, you know, what you said makes the most sense to me. I think that they are publicly trying to build up a little bit more of a market because maybe they are dissatisfied with the the talks that they've had with, you know, let's say the Jets or other teams that are potentially interested and, you know, they're trying to drum up a market. And 
another part of what they're doing PR wise is softening the blow for when you do move on from a legendary quarterback, you know, propping up Jordan love, uh, letting fans kind of come to the realization that, Hey, we want Aaron back. If he isn't back, it's his fault, you know? So it's almost playing the blame game in, in, in the public eye. Um, so they're, they're trying to save face PR wise. And I also think they're trying to drum up a, more of a market because, you know, maybe the offers just aren't there. And, and that's a good thing. If the jets are as, um, obsessed with land, landing Rogers, as we all believe, and almost basically what, what we've been told, then we might be able to get this guy for a lot less than what we expected. Maybe not even a first round pick. And I think Pelissero even teased that saying, um, you know, it might not even take a first and maybe that's some info. Maybe he kind of told on himself there because he leaked that out a little bit. Maybe he didn't mean to. So maybe it was almost like Pelissero put out there that the offers aren't showing a one right now. And that's why the Packers are, are saying they're going to keep him or they want him back. So I think it's a lot of posturing right now. And, um, you know, Rogers, I'm sure won't be happy to come out of this retreat with the, you know, with that scathing story from, from McGinnis and, you know, from, uh, Ty and you know other things that have been said about the the organization. It's like disgusted with him. So if if that is if you're a pro Rogers guy like myself, you know for the Jets, um, that's what you hope happens. Is Rogers comes out, hears that, still wants to play, and then says, "All right, I'm out of here." And maybe the Jets can go in and get him for less than we all expect. You know, I think the the public opinion right now is Rodgers is going to go for some type of first round pick. And whether that's a two, two twos that equals the value of a one, um, but whether that's a three this year and a one next year, you know, it's got, it's going to be around the value of a one. If you can get him for that or even less, I think, I don't think there's a single person out there who can complain about that. So that's, that's where I think I'm at in terms of this whole kind of public negotiation, which it seems to be right now, or just kind of public, um, you know, people publicly just kind of putting out what they've heard or what they think they've heard. So hopefully it's going to be any anytime soon. I think we're all kind of fed up with it. It's crazy because it's only February, you know, late. What, what is it? I don't even know the day, but it's still late February, not even March yet. So the, the offseason hasn't even begun yet. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With the Packers, it seems like they want to do everything they can to avoid a repeat of what happened with Brett Favre back in 2008, where it caused a major scene and a huge split in the fan base. Because at the time, there were a ton of Packer fans that were furious that the Packers wouldn't just take Brett Favre back when he decided he didn't want to retire. He wanted to play, and it was in the summertime. 
and they wanted the Packers to take Favre back. Remember, they had just gone to the NFC Championship game. Favre had been the runner-up for the MVP award. He was a second-team All-Pro. People that talk about how Favre was washed up when the Jets got him have no idea what they're talking about because it's not true. And not only that, by the way, but if you go and look at how he was playing with the Jets before he hurt his shoulder, he was still good. And if you look at what he did after he left the Jets, he was outstanding for the Vikings that first season. They went to the NFC Championship game again. What the Packers clearly are trying to avoid is another situation like that where they get dragged into this long drama where the fans are going to be angry no matter what they do. So they are hoping, I think, that Aaron Rodgers comes to them and asks for a trade so that, as you said, Nick, they can go to the fan base and say, see, we wanted to keep Aaron, but he decided he wanted to move on because I do think internally they want to move on because A, they don't think they can win a Super Bowl right now with Aaron Rodgers, and B, they truly do believe in Jordan Love and want to go with him and have him as their quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. Remember, he's only 24 years old, and they do have to make a decision on that 50-year option by May. So this is interesting, more news, but again, as I said, the only thing that's for sure with Aaron Rodgers is nothing's for sure, and we're going to find out probably, we assume, within the next couple of days, but then again with Aaron Rodgers, as I said, we have no idea for certain how this will play out, but we do know that Derek Carr will probably be the second domino to fall here. So far, he's met with the Saints. He's met with the Jets. I'm curious if there's been other talks that we just aren't privy to because it's wild to me that there's only been two teams that he's been linked to publicly. You would assume that other teams would at least meet with him even if they're not planning to make him some major offer. It never hurts to do due diligence. Frank Reich laughed when he was asked about it. They asked if Derek Carr was going to come in for a visit with the Panthers and he chuckled and said that's a good question I don't really know how to answer that well there's only two ways to answer it Nick yes or no and he chose not to answer yeah. it at all so that's very interesting and telling as to where cars market may be but then again like I said there may be talks that we're not privy to what we do know is that Derek Carr did meet with the Jets over the weekend and the visit, by all accounts, went very well. Derek Carr and Robert Sala really hit it off. And the Jets do believe in Derek Carr. They do believe that they can win with Derek Carr. They do believe that they can contend for and win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. Now, the quote that's been circulating, and I think people have sort of taken it out of context, is the Jets told Derek Carr they think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's not really what they told him. What they told him is they believe that if he came in here with the Jets and won a Super Bowl and continued on his career trajectory, then he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, they might not be wrong about that. Maybe not first ballot, but I do think that if Derek Carr came to the Jets led them to a Super Bowl championship, and say had four or five more really good years, there's a good chance he would be a Hall of Famer. Because fair or not, Hall of Fame voters weigh that stuff very heavily. You go ahead and look at Eli Manning's career, and he was a very average quarterback, but he won the two Super Bowls in the biggest market against Tom Brady and the Patriots twice, 
And so that, I think, is what's going to catapult him into the Hall of Fame. Now, I know that it would be one championship with Derek Carr that we're talking about potentially as opposed to two with Eli Manning. But still, coming to a Jets team that hasn't won a Super Bowl in over 50 years, if he were able to come to the Jets and bring a Super Bowl to that team and on top of it, like I said, have four or five more really, really good years, I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't be talked about the same way that people are talking about Matthew Stafford now. And Nick, I know that there have been comparisons made stats-wise between the Raiders' years of Derek Carr and the Lions' years of Matthew Stafford. I think they line up fairly well. But what is clear here, to me at least, is that the Jets are looking at this as they know they have to get either Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr and they are going to do everything they can to land one of the two. They don't really think that a plan C is an option. It's either Rodgers or Carr, and they seem to be fairly confident that they could get one of the two. Yeah, and I think it's it would be a big disappointment if they don't at this point. I think you have the way it's lining up is perfect. Um, I know a lot of people were nervous and questioning what the Jets were doing. You know, if they wait too long on Rodgers, Carr is going to sign. It sounds like they they kind of knew where they were at with that, and and it sounds like that won't be the case now. Obviously, Carr could you know choose to go elsewhere, or if the money wasn't right, whatever. Um, you know, so it's not a slam dunk, obviously. But that then you can then you can blame the Jets for that uh, that decision, not the decision to go hard after Rodgers and then you know miss Carr because he chose to go somewhere before. So the the timeline's working out for the Jets, and yeah, I'm surprised too that Carr. You haven't heard. Um, you know, another visit lined up, and maybe you will today. It seems like he's he does a lot of these meetings late in the week or the weekend. I think his Saints visit happened on a Thursday, his Jets visit happened on a Friday into Saturday. So maybe we hear something today or tomorrow. So, um, but there hasn't been other rumored interest. I know, like you mentioned, the Panthers were kind of thrown out there uh, a little bit about the Titans, who've kind of tried to clear out some cap space yesterday. I think they cleared about. 28 million by cutting four or five guys. Um, but that still only puts them at about $5 million in cap space and really kind of gutted their roster. So there's not, you know, there's Derrick Henry and that's pretty much it. You know, you liked a few things for what you saw from uh, the rookie receiver. But other than that, you know, that, that cupboard is pretty bare in Tennessee. Um, so <clears throat> it sounds like there was, a, there was, you know, mutual interest between the Jets and, and Carr, which is great to hear. Um, because look, if you end up, coming away with the top available quarterback in car, I don't think anybody's going to be frustrated. It also allows you to do a lot more in terms of draft mm-hmm. picks. And, um, you know, we don't have to break that down. It's been talked about ad nauseum over the past <laughs> six weeks. But, um, you know, it, it's playing out well to the Jets. I don't know if they're getting lucky or if it's to their credit because, you know, Douglas had his pulse on the situations. Um, I think it's a mixture of both. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew really when Rodgers was going to make his decision. But, um you know, it, it's it's going to be a really interesting next few days because I'd assume by next weekend uh, s- someone's going to make a decision, whether that's, you know, Rogers at some point early next week, uh, Carr signing somewhere or he makes another visit. So it will be interesting to see if Carr does have another visit, what that does to the Saints and the Jets' level of interest. Does it heighten? Um, do you, does one of these teams, you know, kind of fold first and say, all right, yeah, we're just going to go off a car deal. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, you know, chess game plays. 
Speaking of quarterbacks and chess games, Nick, the NFL Draft Combine is about to happen in Indianapolis next week, and of course we will have daily updates here on the show, and the quarterback situation is going to be very, very interesting, and it will impact the Jets, because if you're a Jets fan, you want as many quarterbacks as possible to go in that top 10, and I think there's a very strong chance you see four quarterbacks go in the top 10. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young... Anthony Richardson and Will Levis and I think Anthony Richardson is the real wild card here Nick you and I talked about this off air yesterday but Anthony Richardson is one of those guys where the way the NFL works right now everybody wants the guy with the traits with the outstanding athletic ability the guy with the upside the guy that can be coached up they don't want to miss out on the next Patrick Mahomes or at least that's how they view it Anthony Richardson, very raw. You look at his tape, there's a ton of inconsistencies, and it's very much a boomer bust factor. But we know how these coaches think. Somebody is going to watch him at the combine where I believe he is going to dominate, and they are going to say, I have to have that guy. I think I can turn him into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. His odds of going number one have continued to rise. And I know a lot of people are going to think this is crazy right now, but I still think, all said and done, Anthony Richardson is going to wind up being the number one overall pick in the draft the same way that it happened with Trayvon Walker last year. Everybody said there's no way this is crazy. Remember, Daniel Jeremiah was the first one to come out and say that he had surveyed a bunch of general managers, and they said they liked Trayvon Walker better than Aiden Hutchinson and then the combine happened and Trayvon Walker absolutely dominated the combine and then we got some actual discussions about could Trayvon Walker go ahead of Aiden Hutchinson and be the first player picked in the draft and it happened because of his traits not because of his production but because of his traits and because of the projection of what teams thought he could be not his rookie year, but maybe by like his second or third year. They thought that he had potential to be one of the best players in the NFL. I think you're going to see that with Anthony Richardson. I know Bryce Young is the best quarterback on paper right now, consensus-wise. Everybody thinks he'll be number one. But I hate to say this, he's five foot 10, 180 pounds. I'm not saying he can't be a really good NFL quarterback, but his upside, his potential... The possibility of greatness is significantly lower than Anthony Richardson, and I believe a lot of front offices are going to think that, especially after the combine. Nick, am I crazy here to think that as I watch these odds continue to shift, it's just going to get crazier and crazier, and ultimately, because of what I just talked about, we are going to see Anthony Richardson after the combine really build steam as the potential number one overall pick in the draft? Oh yeah, 100%. The fact that he's gone from opening odds at 10, plus 10,000, then a few days later on Monday to plus 4,000, and now he's only plus 700 on BetMGM. I mean, I think that tells you that's that doesn't just happen by accident or because somebody puts him number one in their mock draft. That's that's some real information. Those are huge, huge swings in, in betting odds. And the same thing, like you mentioned, with Trayvon Walker happened last year. You saw his odds go crazy before and after the combine. So I think when when all said and done, Richardson's a guy who you mentioned the traits. You see the you see the frame. There's no question about his body frame. There's no question about his arm talent. There's no question about his athleticism. The questions come from his you know his mechanics, his footwork, his his arm slots, his um, you know re- reading defenses. So that's going to be something where 
Don't expect to draft Richardson and play him week one. Then you're setting yourself up for failure. Remember, Patrick Holmes didn't play week one. He's a guy who you ideally would sit for a full season, uh, play a veteran quarterback like the, the Chiefs did with uh, Alex Smith, and then you turn it over to to Richardson in 2024. Like Ideally, that that happens, and he lands um, in a place, let's, like, like let's say, um, with uh, Steichen, Steichen with the Colts now, offensive coordinator with the Eagles, who, who worked wonders with Jalen Hurts, could do the same thing for an Anthony Richardson. They're picking four. Maybe they trade up to get to one for this guy. Uh, you ride out a year with you know some veteran like a Baker Mayfield or a uh, one-year deal for Jacoby Brissett, something along those lines. I think if you're getting Richardson, you, you should be prepared to sit him and don't rush him in because you don't want to screw up his, his maximum. Like He's got massive potential, this guy. You just see it. Um, albeit like he had a really kind of more of a disappointing Florida career, I think you could say, mm-hmm. just because of the, you know, his his ability. Um, so he's a guy who needs good coaching. Like a lot of people are like, oh, why not the Jets? That's that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's just, so, you know, you're going to take him. He's too raw. The Jets would probably rush him in. They don't have the right coaching staff in line. You, you really need a guy with a proven track record who's coached quarterbacks and is able to kind of um, – mold your defense to what he does best, not the other way around. I'll mold your offense to what he does best, not the other way around. Um, so I think when all is said and done, I would not be shocked that I'll actually made a take on the new stadium app that he goes number one. A lot of people disagree with me. That's fine. I'd rather it be that way so I could take everybody's money when, when <laughs> he does. Um, but, I mean, you don't see that kind of drastic swing in odds like that fast. Something had to have happened. And, you know, I was – speaking with a scout that I know from an NFC team that I speak with often, especially this time of year, and he said, get ready for Indy. He's going to be the star of the show, mm-hmm. and the networks won't be, be able to take the cameras off of him. So basically saying, this guy is going to go blow up the combine. Uh, pro day, he's going to put on a show and forget about it. Like People are going to fall in love with the guy. So it happens every year, too. There's always that one guy that really comes out of like nowhere. Maybe he was thought of as a day-two guy. All of a sudden, he finds himself in contention for a top ten pick, and he goes in the top five just because of the the need at quarterback. So there's going to be, you know, when you look at teams who have high picks, there's a lot of teams with offensive coaches, um, the Colts, the Raiders, the Panthers. All these teams just, you know, they have quarterback coaches, right? So um, wouldn't be surprised to see one of them make the move up, and then you have what are the Bears going to do? Uh, the Texans, what are they going to do? They have more of a defensive minded. Uh, both of them have defensive minded coaches, so wouldn't be the best spot for them for a guy like um, Richardson to land with like an Eberflus or uh, D'Amico Ryan. So hopefully, for his sake and for the league's sake, because I think he could be a special player if he lands with somebody like a uh, Shane Steichen with the Colts, because he's coached a guy with similar traits. All you know, Hurts is a lot smaller and doesn't have the the power and the uh, the the arm strength like like uh, Richardson does, but still he's able to translate more of a college kind of style quarterback into the NFL. And, and that would be something to, to see for sure. Nick, I agree with you. I think the Colts would be a great spot for him considering who their coaching staff is and the fact that they really could do with him 
what they did with Jalen Hurts and get the most out of his potential. The question, of course, will be, do they need to move up to number one to get Richardson? All said and done, I think there's a good chance they will have to do that. And I also agree with you about the Jets. They're not the right spot for him, and I don't think it matters anyway because Anthony Richardson is not going to be there at number 13. I would be stunned if he was there at number 13. It would require a huge trade-up to get him. I don't think the Jets are going to do that. And the situation right now with the Jets, as we know, is they need somebody who's proven that they can play quarterback. They don't need a developmental player. They certainly don't need to trade all the way up to number one to get one at this point. And so I don't think that the timeline matches up. And as you said, I don't know that they have the coaches to develop him anyway. But I do think that Anthony Richardson is going to be the player to watch at the Combine, like your friend the NFC Scout said. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him put on a show next week. Remember, we will have daily updates here on the show talking about the combine and all the various players that are there that we could see potentially in a Jets uniform after the draft in April. Nick Spano, co-founder, U Stadium, thanks so much for coming on and talking about the midweek news and notes with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you take advantage of the takes feature over at U Stadium because Nick, like you said, you put in a take that Anthony Richardson will be the number one overall pick. And if that hits, you're going to win some money. And that's something that other people can do. They can have takes and win money without having to risk any of their own. How great is that? Oh, yeah. And this is the time of the year to do it. Like you can't you can't bet things you know, that you could bet on with you stadium takes on any, you know, other website like FanDuel, DraftKings. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on, you know, with the draft, with the combine, with the off season starting, and there's a lot of cool takes up there. So definitely hop in, join into them, create your own, whatever you want to do. Uh, hit me up on you stadium, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, wherever I'll get you started with your first bet. So I'll send you some points over to, to do that. And, um, just try them out. So it's a really fun way to put your money where your mouth is. And, you know, we all fire off our takes on Twitter and Instagram or whatever. And, you know, they kind of just go into, to the abyss and, you know, unless you favor it or you get kind of cold take exposed, um, you don't really remember what, what your take is because we fire off so many. So might as well be posting these on your stadium and, and make some money off of them. Make sure that you take part in the takes feature over at U Stadium, win some money without risking any of your own. Have a bold take because it could pay off for you. I still think that what Nick did with the Anthony Richardson going number one overall take could pay major dividends for him. And by the time it's all said and done, he may not appear on this show anymore because he's going to go buy a small island with the money that he wins. So make sure that you do something similar and get yourself some money over at U Stadium by taking part in the takes feature check out everything we've got at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel we've got some awesome all 22 breakdowns up there including one of Derek carr and one of aaron Rodgers. watch them both subscribe to our channel as well youtube.com slash play like a jet visit our store tpublic.com that's tee we've got the john franklin myers quentin williams bless you thank you shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com it's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you can go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.